Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Frames Per Second Podcast. Hey, y'all going to Mexico too? I got on the wrong plane once. I got in the wrong marriage too. I'm just trying to get your body moving. Give you a little This place is beautiful. Andy, superstar. If he starts to get too cocky, just say gingerbread. Oh, gingerbread? This is where I'm going. Can we just chill tonight? It's annoying at first, but it's also a good schedule. Hope you're ready to sweat, because it's three miles straight up. Mm. Are we there yet? But how are we getting down? What's going on? It's your boy, Nikki Duce, a.k.a. Mr. No Disrespect. And you're now tuned into the Frames Per Second podcast. Uh, before we get into the episode, as we're recording, it is Memorial Day, so I wanted just to give a shout out to all the people who have served or who are serving. We appreciate your sacrifice, and also shout out to the medical professionals and staff people holding us down during this pandemic. We appreciate y'all too. Um, now I got that out the way, let's go ahead and get into the episode. We have a special guest joining us again, Tyler from Dead End Gaming. How you doing? Hey, what up, though? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, and yeah. Well, you know, when she's here, that means we're doing another recap of Insecure, uh, the hit HBO series. Um, this episode is dedicated to episode seven, titled Trippin', Low-Key Trippin', uh, which is a.k.a. the Molly episode. Uh, we got Issa episode last week, but this week we got Molly, and it was actually directed by Lawrence, a.k.a. Jay Ellis. Um, so what are y'all thoughts about, uh, just overall thoughts on this episode? Um, I wasn't personally looking forward to it because I'm not a fan of Molly, but I really, it was surprisingly enjoyable. Did it make you any more sympathetic or empathetic for Molly? (laughs) You shaking your head no? (laughs) I thought it was was cool. I I think I enjoyed the, the last one more than this one, but I didn't, I didn't dislike this one. I thought it was cool to see see them in another country, so to speak. It was all right. I <laughs> I thought it was a um, – I actually like this one a little bit better than Issa's. I'll get in, more into it, but I want to – Mike is over there looking at me like I'm tripping. What's up? <laughs> I'll go last. You last. You last. I already said shit. He asked a question. I know how this oh. goes. <laughs> well, no, I dug it. Um, I mean, I enjoyed the episode. I mean, as we said last week, I don't hate Molly. So I was actually looking forward to this episode and I like Molly and Andrew together. I like Andrew. So I was kind of excited to see this episode anyway. And I was pleased. I was satisfied. I was whatever. Is it last time yet? Michael? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I absolutely hated this episode. I hated this episode with a passion. When it ended, I was fucking mad. It it didn't go anywhere. It had no conclusion. 
It was awful. Absolutely awful. Yes, I said it. Nay, awful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So I guess you ain't a big fan of Jay Ellis's uh, directorial debut. <laughs> well, he he directed it. I don't know who wrote it, but I was more I was more about well, I don't know if y'all want to wait. I guess we can wait. All right, we can wait. But. Um, yeah, the episode starts off kind of like where we left off with Issa with Molly at the Ethiopian restaurant. Um, and to our knowledge, now after watching the episode, we noticed that she noticed Issa was there as she ran away to her car and drove off, and she gave a little side eye to that. Um, what did y'all think about Molly? Do- like, like if you have, have you ever had a friend or have you been in a situation where you notice a friend like ducking and dodging you? And how did that make you feel? Because I feel like with Molly, it seems like most of the people are on Issa's side. So I think they just feel like Molly is just in the wrong. So they don't really have any sympathy for it. I was but glad you- to see that they added that, that. And I was thinking that before too, um, even like last week. I was like, I wonder if Molly saw her. And mm-hmm. so like that was kind of cool that that was how they opened the episode showing that like Molly knows that Issa left. So I think that that adds an interesting dynamic to the whole thing when they finally end up talking. When I saw it, I was like, oh, damn. I kind of, like like you, Tyler, I, I, I told me, I was like, I figured that's how they, that, that she probably saw it before she left, like the way they set that scene up. But um, but yeah, it did make me be like, oh, damn, that's crazy. Like when she, she actually saw her leave. Why you look like that? No, it, it was. I did like the um, additional perspective of that particular that scene that we left off on last season. Um, but it just made me not like Molly again. Like she was over there trying to make trying to look unbothered when she came in. Like, ugh. <laughs> 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 but I thought that was really funny because we were talking about that last week about like wanting the other person to be bothered. And so since we saw her like deliberately turn, like, oh look, I'm texting on my phone. You know, I just thought that was funny because we were talking about that last week. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And it's, I thought it was interesting that she was, like, bracing herself for the conversation. Like, okay, here we go. Like, here comes the bullshit. And then she got mad that Issa did. It, it just kind of goes to show the different ways in which they handle confrontation. It's like, Molly's like, all right, let's go. Or Issa's like, no, nah, I don't want to deal. Hmm. Interesting. What you think about the uh, the opening scene, Ken? Um, I think the only thought I had was I was like, "Oh, y'all slick motherfuckers!" Like, because the cold conversation, uh, mostly from last week, was you know about um, Molly. Like, we didn't have any idea on whether she saw that her or not until this week. So they, you know, sort of created that this this conversation piece about that particular scene. That that lasted um, for a while, so I thought it was it was cool that they did it and kind of slick that they left that out. Mike. It's on you, Mike. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, I, I, that scene was fine. I, I I didn't expect that, but I mean, when it when it opened up, that's when I I was like, okay, that's where they're gonna go with this. I didn't even think about it last week, but. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was kind of funny because Molly got kind of played because she's, oh, look, I'm going to pretend I'm doing this. And then, oh, it didn't work. Because she even, like, gave that rolling eye look over like she was going to give some more attitude for no fucking reason because she sucks. But it was kind of funny that she didn't get to do that because she turned around and Issa was like, peace, bitch. 
That wasn't the look she gave. It absolutely was. Y'all look fucked. That's exactly what she did. She rolled her eyes and she was gonna look at her like, "What, bitch?" But she didn't get the chance. No, she oh. wasn't. If you, man, if Ken and Rod oh. don't get the fuck out of here, <laughs> she wasn't. She was. Day. She was happy to see her so she can, you know, have this conversation. She was ready to have the conversation about what happened. She was ready. To I don't think she was happy to see her. I don't think she was happy to see. Her. I think she was. I think she was just salty that she left like that. It was she like, was damn. Ready to ready to go off. She's obviously more ready to have this conversation than Issa is. Yes. She was ready to start some more shit. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) How are we watching two different shows? I don't know. I have no clue how we watch. She clearly rolled her eyes and looked over like, she didn't turn around like, oh, hi. She was starting some shit. No, that wasn't a rolling your eyes moment. It was. It was not. Tyler, was it a roll your eyes moment? I feel like she wanted to have the conversation and she was happy to see her, but she still wanted to, like, she was kind of starting from a defensive position. So that's why she turned around, like, with that facial expression because she didn't want to be like, oh, hey, I'm so happy to see you because that's not what you do in that situation, even if you are. Like, so I, I get that. I don't think that she was necessarily trying to start more shit, but she was just trying to like start the conversation from like a certain kind of playing field. Like I'm surprised. Oh, you're here too. I'm surprised. No, no, no. it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that, man. And what did you do to him, Rod? <laughs> <laughs> Drinking the modest Kool Aid. I don't. Uh, know. I, I, it's, it's three of us on the show. <laughs> <laughs> that feels. Differently than you two or no, you three. No. Tyler said she looked over with a face. Y'all didn't even see a face. So there's two of you on this show. It wasn't that type of face is all I'm right. saying. What was the face then, Ken and Rod? The face was like, you know, I'm prepared to talk like, oh, okay. It was like more of a like, oh, okay. So that's, that's what we're doing. Yeah, it was like. I, yeah, it was like, dang. Right over here moving his neck like T-Pain. Oh, hey. She was not like that, that? man. <laughs> well, let me say this, though. I didn't realize I was moving my neck. So you think that she's wrong, That's right? We need to see, we need to see Ken's reenactment again, please. I'm sorry, Tyler. I got to... Wait, rewind that back. Rewind that back. Run that one back. Well, how'd it go? She was like, oh, here, oh shit, Issa's coming, so... Hey, it was that. That's what she was talking. I'm sorry. What, what did you ask, Tyler? I was saying that, like, because you think that Molly is wrong, which, yes, I'm, I'm correct in saying that you think that Molly is wrong. Oh, yeah. I... <laughs> okay, so I'm saying, like, I think that you are, like, your perception of what she did because you don't think there was anything wrong with Issa leaving because you think Issa's right and so like I feel like they both were they both did the shit you know like Issa ran away from the conversation but I feel like Molly was like kind of fortifying herself to have the conversation and because Molly felt like she was in the right she wasn't trying to like turn around into that conversation friendly you know what I mean it was just like hey I'm open to having this but I do want to stand my ground and so I'm going to turn around, not smiling, but I'm going to turn around like, oh, it's you. Yeah, and it was almost like 
she started to sense that, yo, this is longer than it should be. Let me turn around and see, like, what's going on. No, it was somebody else who came in the door, and she expected it to be Issa that came into the door, and it was somebody else. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. All right. The the next scene we we see of uh, <clears throat> of the show is um, Molly and Andrew, as they're well, we see Andrew speaking to his brother, which we find out later on is his brother and all that on the phone, uh, talking about their trip to Mexico, which I guess is like a vacation getaway for not only Andrew's brother and his wife, but for obviously Molly and Andrew. So basically, I think this is just a vacation for them to get out. You know what I'm saying? To wind down, Molly works hard at her job. Andrew works hard at his job as well. And especially with how that um, party went down at the block, or how the situation went down at the block party, Molly just needs some time to just get over herself and just wind down. Um, and we come to find out, like, Molly is just like, like, Andrew and Molly, like, did y'all f- like this episode? Did y'all like how they were interacting and, like, the beginning part of them getting ready and packing their stuff up and the sex toys they were supposed to bring and stuff? I actually liked him a lot better than I have throughout the season um, in this episode. Um, I still think they lack chemistry, but I'm starting to like his character. Like, I see what they're doing with his character, so I like the character more than I like the chemistry that they have. I like the way they make him, the way they have him dealing with Molly. And I was telling Roderick this today, I was like, he does a really good job of checking Molly without having to check her. Like, his facial expressions and the way he responds to some of the stuff she says forces her to kind of check herself almost. So I, I really like the way they have... I really liked his character this this episode. I really like the way that they have him handling her. Hey, Tyler, is Andrew too good for Molly? No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I like to think that kind of like going along with what you were just saying, um, Nay, about how he interacts with her, that maybe he is kind of like pulling her to be better instead of looking at it like he's too good for her. You know what I mean? Like, I think that he's kind of, in some ways, like, forcing her to look at herself without being a dick about it and, like, ultimately making her... I feel like that was the reason why she called her therapist, like, later in the later in the episode. I feel like he makes her want to be better or makes her better. Mike, you get that same vibe? Um, <clears throat> yeah, after Tyler just said it, I'll agree with that. Um... I, I do want to say I do agree with Rod 100% that I actually really liked Andrew in this episode way more than I have before. And I do agree that they still don't have chemistry. Even when he was fingering her on the plane, it just wasn't believable. I was just like, I'm, I'm not feeling this, whatever. Um, but yeah, when you talk about all the sex toys and shit, that did zero for me. Because it just, it just, it's not believable. Like, no, no part of that, I never believed that Andrew's going to put something in her butt. And I, I, it just, it wasn't believable. It was believable for y'all? You why, not, why are you looking at me like that, Nay? I'm trying to gather what you're saying. Are you saying that you don't believe that within their, their relationship that they, that they don't get down like that? Or that he's yeah. a character just, okay. Well, no, no obviously they don't, because this bitch talking about bringing a feather. I should have bought a feather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like she put that panties and bro, they're like, boom, what you gonna do? And he was like, oh. So yeah, they obviously don't get down like that, but he when I guess, I don't know if there was a, a conversation they had prior to the trip or something, but um, I guess he's trying to take it there and she wasn't expected. What was the bottle? Yeah. Huh? What was the bottle on the bed? She oh, had a and then she had a bottle. It was like a- that was probably like massage oil or something. Lame. Yeah, I thought it was like oil. Yeah. I thought it was like a what was that? That stuff they use that lube or something like that for like yeah. they were trying to do some lube doesn't come in containers like that. No, no. <laughs> I thought it was a big some- ass bottle of lube. Like who, who needs that? Much? I thought it was gonna be a long. It's a long night. It's a vacation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got probably three are days, you, four nights. Are you calling it a vacation? vacation. Yeah, that's what it was. I haven't either. Really? Wow. No I'm one that I date would ever say something that stupid or I would dump it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. No, it was, that's what it was. I thought they referenced it in the show too. Yeah. I probably misheard. You're probably right. I just probably didn't hear it. Yeah. I actually, I actually thought they were going to like his brother was getting married. Like I thought that's what it was. Like they're going to Mexico for a wedding or something like that. But it was actually just a little vacation. Yeah, I knew that based on like what she was packing. And he's like, "You gonna know, pack your pants or something?" <laughs> you just gonna skip over Tootie? Uh, nah, I'm going back to that. I'm going back to that. Um, before we, before uh, before they actually get to Mexico, before Molly goes on the flight, she actually has to handle a meeting at work that, that she found out late from her secretary. So we get a quick scene of her at work again. And at first I thought this season, like, she's changed her ways a little bit as far as how she communicates and talks to her coworkers. But she kind of, like, ripped her secretary a new one when it came to, like, that late notification on a meeting. Was that justified or was that just, like, Molly being Molly? No, I thought she was doing too much. I do think that she's changed the way she talks, the way she um, interacts with her coworkers. But I think that Molly has a problem when she thinks people are like, sub, like in a subordinate level to her. And, and the way she, I, I was, because I watched it the second time and I thought it was interesting that they put that scene in there, given the way everything else in the episode went. So yeah, I just think Molly has a has a problem when she feels like she's in a higher position than somebody, because that, to me, was unnecessary. Like, you don't get paid to make me look stupid. But wasn't it after, like, that, uh, she was, like, coming into the situation bothered, right? Yeah, she was coming into the situation bothered because she wasn't aware of the, uh, the, the meeting or whatever that she had to have, because her assistant didn't let her know until the last minute. Her assistant was very apologetic about it, and I'm not saying she didn't have a right to be annoyed, but again, with Molly, even when she's in the right, it's the way she delivers her messages that are fucked up to me. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I might have checked her too. I wouldn't have been as rude, but the secretary flat out was like, yeah, I did get it earlier, but like, no, no, that's not cool. Like, you have me looking stupid right now. Now I got to rush and try to figure out what's going on because you didn't send me the shit on time. She, I mean, I think she had a right to check her, but she was a little bit rude. But I don't think the comment about you don't get paid to make me look stupid, I, she, I would have said something similar. There you go, my team mommy, baby. No, nah, fuck <laughs> 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 It 
it was all the shit before that. Like she didn't have to say all of that. She could have just been like, yo, like you're making me look bad. Like, can you, you need to tighten up and just leave it at that. Yeah. I, yeah. No. What did you think, Tyler? I agree. Like same thing. Like I, I understand why she felt the need to check her, you know, under the circumstances. One, you know, she's getting ready to go to the airport. And so now, you know, not only is she, rushing into this meeting not knowing what's going on doesn't have the brief or anything on top of that it's like throwing off her whole trajectory as it relates to going to the airport and now she got to rush to the airport so yeah i completely understand checking her would i have said it that way probably not but like i mean yeah she definitely should have said something to her yeah and i i found it weird that like she it seemed like last season she recognized like the, the place that she works at, it's a black law firm, probably one of the few law firms there of that prestige. And it seemed like she, at first she was trying to like work well with each other. Then that didn't work out well. And then now she got cool with them again, or at least try to mend fences. So to, to do that to another, like, especially like a black woman, like it felt like, it felt like you didn't learn your lesson. And it felt like you just, that can somehow is going to come back to bite her. Cause like, like Nate said, like, why would they put that scene in here? for no other reason outside of the vacation, unless we can probably get to Mike's point about it not making sense and being pointless. But I felt like maybe that's going to be a callback for later on for Molly. I thought it was just to show that Molly is still easily triggered. And um, we, we saw that later on in the show because, you know, initially I thought it didn't make any sense um, until afterwards um, seeing, you know, how she, reacted to the whole key card situation i went back and was like oh it shows that while we're seeing this one version of her which seems to be a little bit more tolerant and tolerant about situations at any given moment if it's not going her way she can just snap yeah that is actually yeah that makes sense um but because of that meeting like tyler said it kind of made her late for her uh, flight to Mexico with Andrew. Um, but they made the flight. And on the flight, we see that she met up with Regine after, what, 20-plus years later <laughs> living single. And <laughs> Regine is quick to spill the beans before even uh, – I didn't even see a cup of liquor in her hand. Like, she was just ready to tell somebody how she was feeling. Uh, what did y'all think about this cameo? I feel like we've been seeing more and more cameos from, like, people or, like, certain stars that we grew up on in the 90s or not grew up on but watched in the 90s and late 80s i thought that was super dope but i love how there have been so many cameos like that especially because like you know insecure is so popular right now and i love kind of how like they're giving these other like black actors and actresses their flowers and like pulling them on and letting them like make a quick cameo doing something i really like that mike did you like her scenes i I like that she was in the scene I don't think that they wrote anything good for her. Mm-mm. I mean, I think the whole setup of her leaving her husband would have worked and they should have cut it before they had the fake crying and jumping up and running down the aisle because that was just corny. Yeah, it was. I think they begin a little hit and miss with some of their uh, storylines with the extras, I guess. After they uh, land from uh, the flight, we get to see uh, Andrew's brother and his uh, his wife, and his wife is infatuated with Molly on site. But did anybody find the brother to be a little off from like jump? 
Crazy rich Asians. I think Andrew kind of set it up that way. They set that up from the beginning when you realized that he was talking to his brother on the phone when Molly was packing. And I think the way that his, he described his brother, like it seems to me like Andrew got some family issues, right? The, the dynamics within his family between his siblings is a little odd, but he kind of set it up and said, you know, look, he does the most, but if you really think about it, it can be appreciated. So I think he kind of set it up to let him know, let her know that she, he was a little off. A little much. Yeah, because didn't he say something earlier in the season when they had that whole conversation about uh, like Molly trying to get him to open up or whatever? Didn't it have something to do with his sister? Yes, yeah, sister. it did. We and we still don't quite know, and they alluded to it in this episode too. So there's something going on with his sister. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't quite know if it's. It, I think it might, it might again be a mental health thing. And I think it's interesting that they're tying all these different mental health issues between Tiffany with postpartum, whatever's going on with his sister, Nathan and his issues. I think they're sprinkling that throughout. So I think, I, I don't know what the deal is, but they talked about that in this episode too. Yeah, Mike, what did you think about uh, Andrew's brother? I thought he was a terrible actor. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, the, I thought the thing with his wife was just weird. Like this episode it set up so many subplots and side directions that they could go and they didn't go anywhere with any of them. But like, what was the whole, like, oh, yeah, I bet you're going to look fabulous in your bikini. Oh, you're so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, we never really got any resolution of why she was acting all weird like that. That's the thing, though. Yeah, that wasn't weird. I I, I do that all the time. Like, hey, yes, girl. I like random strangers. I'll be like, yeah, like when I see random black girls walking past with their hair popping, I'll be like, yes, curls. Or, oh, like I I do that. But you, keep, but you keep going and going and going about it. It's a thing. Okay, well, I it's think that's fucking weird. Nah, he, <laughs> Mike, nah. <laughs> that's weird. Like, not to the level that she was going. Y'all can't, y'all, not to strangers at least. That's what I'm saying. Like, y'all, y'all keep saying it and like keep bringing it back. Like, <laughs> I, I understand saying it once. Oh, oh wow, girl, you look good. And then that should be it. <laughs> like, why would there be... There's a way to break the ice, you know, because they just met, you know, it's one of those things like you're on a family vacation with this, like your uh, husband's brother's girlfriend and you want, you know, everybody to like each other. I, I, that didn't strike me as weird. Okay, so here's the thing. They, I feel like the writing, they clearly meant for it to be weird. Otherwise, Molly wouldn't have said later on, What's up with your your sister in law? She want to fuck me. So clearly they meant for it to be weird. So if she, if she just said one thing, it would have been normal. But like if 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 one of, like if Rod showed up, and I'm like, oh bro, you got a tight fade. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> but if I'm like, bro, the way your the way your lips look, <laughs> damn, your forehead is really tight with that. Like that's too much. <laughs> is that normal? Okay. <laughs> so I think that. It is normal, especially when you're dealing with different cultures. I think the fact that she was Asian and Molly was a black girl, I've had this happen where it's like you have people of different cultures be like, oh, God, your hair is so gorgeous. Oh, Mm -hmm. God, you're so pretty. Oh, God, I want to look just like I've had that happen, like because they're not used to being or interacting with people of with black women. And so I do think that that was an interesting way to show that dynamic, especially since it was an Americanized Asian couple. I thought that was interesting. That's not, that is a thing. Did you experience that in India? Oh, God, yeah. Right. You experienced that in India. 
And this is an Americanized Asian couple. So white people do it all the time. All the time. Well, white people are weird in general. When it comes to that. <laughs> not black people do. Like now, black people like come like will come up to me and like keep going on and on about my hair and how I'm so pretty and all. Like it does get weird after a second. Huh? What if they said, damn, I bet you look good in a bikini? You're gonna be like, oh well, thank you. That's what I would say, but what I would be thinking is okay, that's weird. Yeah. You think that's weird? <laughs> you know, it's okay. awkward, but it's a it's an awkward it's true weird to life. thing that happens a lot. It's true to life. It's basically what it is. As awkward as it may seem, it's true to life. Look, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying it's fucking weird. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And the Can fact I, that they never really did anything more than the one comment of is your sister-in-law trying to fuck me, it just didn't seem like it fit. But I get what y'all are saying. If that's something that regularly happens, like no Asian dude ever come up to me and be like, yo, you look good in your jeans. <laughs> no, but you've had white guys that talk about your hair. <laughs> what? The one you white guy you he said something about your hair, right? That was and later he wanted to touch it. <laughs> Rod you want to touch what? No, Rod, shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Rod is taking it out of context. That was the JPEG Mafia show. He said something about my hair. So this drunk white guy came over and started talking about my hair. But no, I've never been just walking around and some dude come up and just keep going on and on and on about it like in the chick's defense she did have a drink in her hand every time she said something oh so maybe she was drunk i didn't see the drink i think maybe they were kind of trying to set that up early on like because you see that kind of throughout the episode about um the interaction between them being a little bit awkward or like the wife kind of trying really hard to please you right. know, I, I felt like it fit with what was going on. And like I said, I mean, I once you put it that way, I was like, yeah, I would think it was weird, but still like in the realms of what I'm used to dealing with. Because I, have, again, have like run into, you know, particularly like non-Black women, especially if there's alcohol involved, just be going on and on and on about, you know, yeah, there's definitely, it, it's normal. That's, yeah, it's weird. Like you think like, mm, okay, that's enough. But I feel like it happens regularly. And it may be, in that, in that particular situation, it may be something that she's always wanted to do but never got an opportunity to have to be that close with a black girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's real. And, and be like, oh, oh man, now I finally get the late. I have a black friend. <laughs> I disagree with Mike. I didn't think the, um, the, the actor was a bad actor, man. I didn't think he was bad. Maybe initially when they when he first came on screen, but I think that scene between well, I'm sure my, um, Nick's going to get to. I thought he did well in that scene. Well, the question the question was, what did I think when the dude showed up? And I said I thought he was a terrible actor. Mm. Gotcha. The the part in the pool, I do agree with you. He's a little bit more settled. Okay, but it, it still didn't seem natural to me. I got you. Yeah. So after they meet up with Andrew uh, and um, his brother and his wife, um, we come to find out Andrew's brother is very meticulous when it comes to scheduling like all their plans for what they got for the whole vacation um and obviously Andrew warned Molly a little bit about that but we kind of see it in the extreme sense when it's live and in, uh, in person um but he gives them time to wind down they get into their hotel room and that's when they unveil all the sex toys and we find out Andrew's a little more bit more freakier than Molly but my thing was like after seeing that scene I was like okay they about to do some crazy shit they end up just bumping uglies on the balcony like I was like okay you just set up that scene for what Mm-mm. Nah, what you? Oh, wait, wait. 
I'm trying. I'm getting them mixed up because they, yeah, the when, they first, when they like, first, first, yeah, when they first, yeah, when they first, when they first seen, yeah, and then that's what you. That's they the just, when she made the brown panties was like boom. Okay, okay. And he was like, okay. Hey, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. They just ended up having sex on the balcony. And then that. later, yeah, later on, they we see Molly get her ass eat, which I'm finding that to be a weird trend in, in, in nowadays in TV shows and shit. Oh, you ain't down with me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I'm, try- I'm trying to get, I'm trying to fuck with Mike. I'm trying to get Mike's thoughts on <laughs> Why? Why? I'm just, I'm talking about the scene. I just want to get your thoughts on those, that scene. Which scene? The, the, the draws and the fucking on the balcony thing? Nah, the one where Molly was like, go eat this ass. The booty part was later. That was way later, wasn't it? He, yeah. He's jumping ahead. He's We're not jumping ahead. No. No. <laughs> no. We gonna go back to the draws and shit. <laughs> I thought I was thinking the same thing Andrew was thinking. I was like, okay, you brought some see-through panty draws. So what? Like, that's your idea of like... Oh, some see-through panty draws. Hey, oh, you ain't got some new panty draws. Okay, cool. But no, nah, that wasn't very exciting. I thought the sex in the balcony thing, I liked it. Because it, it, it kind of, that was probably the only time I think that they've ever shown any kind of chemistry. But I don't remember exactly when the, the booty-eating part happened. Wasn't that after the fight with the, with the sister-in-law? No, uh, no but it was, it was later. It was, it was the night before. So it went from the balcony part to what was after the balcony part? Because they was going like... on the hike. Okay, they so it was after the hike. hike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I hope you took a shower after that hike before he ate her booty. But either way, <clears throat> I wasn't impressed by that. I, it, for some reason, I don't know why. And it has nothing to do with whether or not that action is whatever. That scene just made me really uncomfortable. I don't, yeah. I can't place. I think it was because she like <laughs> she opened it up, she sprayed it, she gets to it. There you go. <laughs> Eating like groceries. What the hell is so good? I'm about to say this is all awesome, man. I eat those balls. <laughs> you like, man? I think it's exactly that's that's what the issue was. Like, I don't think we needed that particular attention to detail. We can just use our imagination. <laughs> But the fact that she leaned forward and spread <laughs> <laughs> her booty and then was like making face, I was like, "This no, like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like I don't need all this." Nay, it wasn't until you brought up the fact that she wasn't like, uh, she's she is a virgin that I look at every sex scene a little weird now because it just it, it just Wait, makes it, it makes yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that's Molly. yeah, because it make it makes every sex scene look. I can tell it's fake, even though I already know I'm watching the show. Like, I feel like this is just how her react. I think she's assuming how like someone will react or how they will sit their ass on somebody's face. You know, the re- the facials they'll make when they get their ass eaten and shit. It'd be like, all right, I don't need to see all this. No, like, you know what I'm saying? You to spread her, like, either she's lying or someone directed her to do that. She didn't just make that up. Hey Ellis. Hey, yeah. Ellis, hey girls, spread them cheeks. <laughs> probably right. He probably been waiting to see that. <laughs> Molly do got some cheeks on her, though. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> I honestly haven't noticed, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> you sound yeah. sometimes, I swear to God. 
It was I'll get to the scene later, but it was later on when we get to the racial shit. But um <laughs> uh after we see them bump uglies, they get to the uh the hype that uh one of y'all mentioned and it was one of the few times I guess because of the quarantine and everything that made me realize like damn like I miss going on a vacation because that scenery shot of Mexico was just beautiful. Tyler, what did you think about that scene? No, I definitely like throughout the episode, I was just so mad that I couldn't go on vacation. Like they really just like rubbed that shit all in my face. I wasn't even thinking about no motherfucking vacation the whole time. I'm like, man, this is some bullshit. Like even just like in the airport, like running through the airport, I'm like, oh, I missed that. This is sad. But um, but yeah, no, like like you said, like the scenery was beautiful, and also it was like that kind of interaction of um her like kind of leaning over to Andrew and be like oh wait we gotta like walk this whole shit okay but kind of playing along with the brother and the wife that they wanted to do it I thought that that was cute like a cute couple interaction between like Molly and Andrew I feel like they they put certain scenes in this episode to like give a breather to Molly for her to enjoy where she's at be in the moment for once because I feel like that was like the kind of roller coaster we were dealing with on this episode like there were certain highs like her and Andrew exploring their sex, their sex life in the relationship. Um, you know, her just zip lining through Mexico. And then you obviously we're going to get to some of the lows. Um, and, and, and the zip line of scene, it just, it just felt like that was the only time where I kind of felt like they had some chemistry. Cause I think this episode did kind of exploit that what Mike and Rob were alluding to as far as like how Molly interacts with Andrew. But um, we get to that next scene where they're back at the hotel room right before the ass eating, but we find out that uh, Andrew's not. I was laughing the way you said that, like, right before the ass eating. <laughs> Andrew notices, he notices his phone, and he sees that Nathan tried to call him, like, about three times, and he FaceTimes him and finds out that Nathan was looking for something, but as he's FaceTiming, his, and he doesn't have his headphones in, so Molly can hear him in the back, we hear Issa's voice, and we see Molly's reaction to that, uh, and then they have a conversation about Issa and, and Nathan. Mike, what did you think about that conversation that they had? Man, I knew some. I knew some drama was coming after that. <clears throat> I thought that was actually a nice touch for them to just throw Issa's voice in the background and then to immediately cut to Molly's face. That was well done. I was happy that we are finally getting a little bit of information as to what happened with Nathan because I've been saying this whole time that they can't just get rid of him until they tell us what happened. So to find out that it was some kind of mental illness thing, I can't remember who here had said that that's what they thought it was. It was either, maybe it was Nay or Rod. One of, one of the, one of the rights said that shit, but um, yeah, I thought that, I thought that scene was actually pretty well done. And the fact that she said, well, does Issa know? And he was like, that's not my business to tell. I thought that was really well done. Ken, what did you think about that scene? Um, yeah, I thought it was cool, man. Um, it, it shows that Andrew um, really is protective of his friend's privacy and that, you know, he really wanted to just focus on keeping her present in the moment. And, you know, he just kind of, you know, dealt with, you know, her current issue uh, emotions at that time. And then he brought her right back out of it. It was like it's just us here, um, so I thought that that was cool. But you know, it was 
this whole thing was he was just way too mushy for me anyway, this whole episode. So I was just glad <laughs> it was over with. <laughs> Tyler, did you think that uh Andrew this was gonna be an argument instead of how it ended? Cause I, cause I don't know if this is just me, but I felt like I thought Andrew was gonna try to defend Nathan a little bit more aggressively based off how Molly was saying, like, you know how he already is and stuff like that. Basically talking about him without really knowing him. Yeah, yeah, I did think that that was going to uh, not necessarily turn into a full-blown argument, but I thought that it was going to be maybe a little bit more heated than it was, but I'm glad that it wasn't, and that kind of goes back to, you know, things that were said earlier about Andrew as a character and, you know, why I dig him as a character, because it was just very, I feel like the way that he handled it was very mature. It was like he didn't, you know, tell Molly to just, like, shut the fuck up or, like, shit on what she was saying, but it was like, okay, you know, that's not my place to tell. It was it was dope because he kind of like displayed this loyalty to his friend, but also like had a certain openness with his girl. And I just I don't know. I like I said I like Andrew as a character for a lot of reasons, and this episode like really cemented that for me. Yeah, a lot of balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good balance. But do you think they're ever going to explain Nathan's mental whatever like episode that he had? Because I think I don't know who mentioned it, but it seems like they said as the series and maybe just the see the last couple of seasons. They set up things, they say certain things, but you never really see it develop later on. Like, you don't really see that get called back. And I feel like just finding out now, as far as the confirmation that we learned that Nathan was going through mental issues, after all the interactions we've seen him have with Issa, it's just like, I felt like we could have seen that more fleshed out instead of just on a random vacation between Molly and Andrew. So they they never had that, they never shown that they had that conversation, um, Nathan and uh, Issa. Mm-hmm. Just showed him just back cool again. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah, because Nathan called her and left her the future voicemail. Yeah. And uh, just was like, hey, you know, but he didn't really offer any explanation for, like, why he disappeared or anything like that. And then that kind of goes back to the whole idea of whether or not Issa was using him because it's like if she wasn't about to ask him for something, would she have, like, let that ride? I got remember they had that, that big you know, uh, conversation at the end of um, whatever season he was on. And that's where he was trying to really explain to her that he was going through some shit, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, Issa was like, yeah, that's cool, but I got to look up for me. Um, and, you know, it's kind of left it at that. Like she was understanding of that. his mental health issues, but she was still protective of, you know, her feelings and, and emotions. So. Um, no, you're good. You're good. It's like that, outside my window right now. Like, we got like a little kid next door. I'm like, what the hell is happening? I just don't fuck with Nathan at all. Like, he irritates me. Huh? Not at all? He irritates my soul. Like, every single time <laughs> I see him, I just be like, ugh. Yeah, I don't like him either for some reason on this show. I, it, it's his voice. His voice gets <laughs> on my nerves. I found it's annoying to me because it sounds like he's asking you a question when he's just talking. He'd be like, Oh, yeah, today was good, right? And, or some <laughs> shit like he'll say some like shit, like I don't know, in a way that's like, Nigga, what's up, bro? You, you trying to talk to me or you asking me questions? Like, is it rhetorical? Motherfucker? Like, I don't know, that's just me. I dislike him. I don't dislike him like that. I think I like the mystery and the kind of questions that are being left about him 
especially when it comes to what's going on with his mental state, because I think when somebody's dealing with that, it can come off as like you just don't understand what's going on. So I, I like I liked the aloofness of, of Nathan. Nancy you just like that bad boy stuff. I feel like that's what he's here for, just to give you a bad boy vibe. I don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, but the, uh, the next, Mike, Mike, did you answer, uh, have anything to say about that? About what? About Nathan and, uh, did you already answer that? I think I did. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I did. Okay. Um, the next thing we got, uh, we get Molly and Andrew and his brother's wife at the pool. We don't see his brother. I think he's up in the room doing something, but they're at the pool and some kid or whatever splashing too much hits, uh, Andrew's brother's wife in the eye and Molly tries to go help her out by getting the towel. And she's doing that. She has a little difficult interaction with the towel lady. Um, was the towel lady white or she was just light skinned Hispanic? She was I think she was Hispanic. You can tell with the accent. <laughs> well, because like, because I thought Molly referred to her as a white lady. You thought she was cosplaying us, role playing us? <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was. I thought no. I just thought Molly called her a white lady or something. But nonetheless, the towel lady, made, uh, out of everybody, I think she. Uh, oh, that's what she was referring to the white couple. The white couple, they were able to get a towel without showing a key card, but she was asking Molly for that and was refused to give her a towel without seeing a room key card. And it wasn't until Andrew's brother came and got it for her that it made everything, I guess, just solve the situation. And that's when I saw Molly's cheeks when she was walking away all mad. She had that black girl mad walk, and that's when you see her cheek. But nonetheless, um, <laughs> was, was Andrew's brother, like that conversation that happened at the pool after that scene, was Andrew, who was more wrong, Andrew's brother as far as his perspective or Molly as far as her reaction to what happened? I don't think Molly was wrong at all. And that's not even me being like, quote, team Molly or any shit like that. But like, I do not fuck with, because I've been in situations like that with like a non-black person being like, oh no, it's just an interesting conversation. Like, oh, did you think about this? Like, fuck you. Like, I'm not having a debate with you about this. Like, I'm not going to try to like convince you. Like, fuck you. Like, no, I, I didn't think Molly overreacted at all. Bang, 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 God damn it! <laughs> Hell yeah. Nay. Okay, so <laughs> I do not think Molly was wrong. I think Molly had every right to be offended. What I think is that she could have, she didn't have to say fuck you to his brother. Like that's still your man's brother. Like it's a way to be a little bit more respectful because I don't think he was coming from a hurtful place. He was coming from an ignorant place. I don't have to argue with you, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have said like fuck you and get your fucking brother. I wouldn't have, I personally wouldn't have done that because I wouldn't want to cause discord between my man and his family. Yeah so Tyler that, that is a so you you're like that in any situation where I get it with a stranger but you'll be that like that with a significant other's sibling. Even if I don't say fuck you out loud, I'm thinking fuck you in my head. Yeah, and so like I might have a little bit more, te- like, you know, kind of what you were saying, hey, maybe I won't say fuck you out loud, but I'm still going to feel, and every single time I see that motherfucker after that, I'm going to be looking at him funny. And the cookout is on. <laughs> yeah, no, like, because I don't, like I said, I mean, because it's, people love to play, like, devil's advocate about shit that doesn't directly impact them, and it's, 
it's different. You know, like I said, I've been in that situation before and I remember being so fucking angry about having some like non-black person talk down to me about my experience and question it. Like, like I live with this shit every day. And it's like, if you want to listen to me or even if you want to be like, oh, well, I haven't seen that, but why would you? Because you're not on the receiving end of it, you know? So it's like, like I said, I've been in situations like that and people always want to be like, oh, let's, we're just having a conversation. And then they want to fucking gaslight you and like talk down to you even more for reacting to it so like i i take a great deal of offense to shit like that and it's actually a big part of a reason why i don't really fuck with people in general because i don't like to talk to like non-black people about racism i don't like to talk to like men about misogyny or like rape culture or patriarchy because it's always that same shit so that's why I don't really talk to a lot of people honestly and I don't fuck with conversations like that and I used to have them but at some point I decided that I was not going to spend any more time like trying to explain some shit to somebody that was deliberately trying to misunderstand me so I don't fuck with conversations like that at all like I probably would have walked away from it sooner than she did as soon as he started talking about some like oh are you sure it was about race I would have been like all right well I uh, gotta go return some videotapes. See y'all later. <laughs> so let me ask you a question, Tyler. If it was like a different, like if it wasn't in that moment and if after the fact he's tried to sincerely have a conversation with you about it and 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 in a more civilized tone without maybe discrediting, because I know in that moment it felt like he was discrediting her experience. So if he would have tried to have that conversation maybe later at dinner, would you have been, would you have entertained it or not? Not even then? The thing is, it's like, I don't think that he, in his brain, was trying to discredit or diminish her, you know, and that's the issue with having conversations like that is because like people just often come from like people who are on the other side of some shit just love to come to that conversation with this whole, well, I know more about this than you, even though I'm never in this situation. And it just comes from a certain amount of like, arrogance or not i'm not even i don't assign ignorance to that like i just don't i don't fuck as soon as people show me that i'm just done with them like honestly mike what were your thoughts on that part of the uh scene he clearly dittos tyler (laughs) the only part i don't ditto is i think that he was trying to diminish what she was saying happened and we've had discussions about devil's advocate and what happened on this episode is exactly why i don't like devil's advocates because nine times out of ten devil's advocates are really saying what they truly feel but they're masking it with the the, i'm just playing devil's advocate i don't really think that but you do though you just don't want to say it because you don't want to admit that you're either a racist or you're a homophobe or whatever it is so the second this popped up and he made a face and he started this devil's advocate shit, I was like, man, please let Molly snap. And it's probably one of the only times on this show where I 100% was on, well, no, I'm 95% because I think that the only part that was uncalled for was when she said, y'all only act like, you know, y'all only want to be a, a person of color when it benefits you. I don't think that part was necessary. The rest of it, I think she was spot on. I think his brother was being a dick. He had no reason to try to, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, that whole part just pissed me the fuck off. That whole part just made me so fucking mad because I've been in that situation a million times. But you say this racist thing happened. Are you sure it was racist? <laughs> Bitch, are you sure? Like, why the fuck are you asking me? Like, why don't you take my word for it? 
If this is what I feel happened, listen to me, accept it, and let's move on. But why are you trying to combat me? So, yeah, you can say that she didn't have to say fuck you, and she didn't have to, but I was glad she did. Ken, I wanted to talk to you about that second part that Mike touched on as far as Molly's – it seemed like it was just like a, 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 a an idea that she felt like she always had about Asian people as far as you only – are a minority when it benefits you. What did you think about when she said that? Um, it felt like there was some truth to it. But I think the interesting thing about what she said was that she turned around and basically did the same thing to Andrew that people tend to do with Black people. Said that he's different. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not like the rest of them, even though she was talking about her brother. You're one of the good ones. We all hear yep. that. Yep. So I thought that that was interesting that she did that. And then he was like, wait, what do you mean? But typical Andrew, he knows how to, you know, uh, maintain his emotions and not overreact to a situation, basically try to diffuse it and, you know, um, you know, get to a level where, you know, everybody's either separated or, or, or calm. I think for me, the scene overall, I was really stuck on whether or not it was racist because um, it felt like a legitimate question. Like we need to see your key card to give you a white couple then. And that's what I was going to ask you guys. Did that happen? Because I like when the white couple behind them came up, they just cut the scene. So I was trying to remember because I didn't watch it twice. Like when she walked up, was, was the person just giving them the towels and then she walked off? Yeah, so they were getting their towels and walking off as Molly came up. So you never really saw the interaction between the white couple and the uh, attendant to get the towels. Right. So I was honestly kind of thinking the same thing as you and I was like, well, how do we know they hadn't gotten towels already? How do we know they had? she hadn't interacted with them a few minutes prior? I get why Molly felt that way. I don't think there was anything wrong with the question. I just feel like the party who questioned it, the timing and the place was just wrong. If, if, the, if the attendant had already asked for a key card or she had already had a prior interaction with them, she would have said that. She Molly flat out was like, you didn't ask that couple for a key card. The, the attendant, the attendant was. didn't combat that. She just she kept said, saying, I don't, I don't know what you're accusing me of. Right. She should have said, Hey, I already asked for their key card or I've already seen their key card or they've already been up here three times. So I know they're staying here. She didn't say any of that. So I think we're kind of left to assume that Molly walked up and didn't see a key card interaction happening. Right. But I think it's Go ahead, Nick. Oh, I was going to say, I think it's just like how you were saying, Mike, we have to take her word for it. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to, like, this is a racial interaction and this is how I feel about it. I don't know, man. I, I, it would help me to have seen that. Um, what reason, though, because that doesn't really serve any purpose to the scene because the brother didn't see it either. Right. The brother came up after the fact. So the whole point of that scene... The brother is- had the key card. It, but doesn't but the brother didn't see whether or not the white couple handed the attendant the key card. So the whole point of that scene is her brother or his brother 
not believing Molly off rip. When Molly said she felt that this was a racist issue, the brother immediately discounted her and said, well, I don't think it was, but I'm going to pretend this is a devil's advocate situation. Because I don't think it was either. And, and so, and, and, and that's why it, it would have helped me to see that because I felt like Molly overreacted. It, 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 a, a company policy is a company policy. So, you know, if, if Molly assumed and she's walked up and she just saw the lady, the attendant hand the towels to them and walk off, she could be operating under the assumption that she didn't, the attendant didn't ask her for the key card. Well, let's say for show sake, let's say for show sake, kind of like what Mike's saying, like, let's say like for show sake that this is, that this is in fact what happened. Like they didn't ask for the car for the couple beforehand. She comes up and she asks for the car. Do you still think that way? That Molly overreacted? Yeah. Um, somewhat, yeah. I just, it's, it's hard for me to assume that because I think just watching it, I kept questioning whether or not Molly was seeing something that didn't, didn't happen. Which I think this, that's the point of the, of the, of the scene, I think, and the fact that it was left ambiguous like, like that leaves you the ability to interpret what you would have taken from it. So it just sounds like to me, you would have, it's almost, to me, it seems like more of a, I don't want to say analytical, but it just it's just observing the situation. I think her brother goes in assuming one thing where Molly's going to go in assuming another. So I just, I think that was kind of the point of the scene, which is why I thought it was a really well done scene. And I like the fact that they used non-black people of color to have that conversation with it just didn't help that as soon as he brought the key card you know he, he got the towels so you know for it's just like i guess in my mind when she started asking i'm like okay that seems reasonable just go get the key card and come back how difficult is that to to do like why are you like a jumping to racism so even if it was i don't know it just it seemed like a lot and then, of course, to get into the pool and then he played the devil's advocate thing. I mean, I, I understand that part of it, but I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I struggle with that assumption. No, I think the show did its job because the show is turning you, the audience, into Andrew's brother. Because if, 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 if he didn't see it and you didn't see it, it's posing the question of, if a person of color comes up to you and says, hey, this situation happened and I think it was racist, and then you, the viewer, wasn't there, how do you interpret that? Do you take her on her word for it? Or do you, like you're doing, start to doubt that it's racist? If someone comes up to me and says, yo, or if, I can't say a race issue, but if a woman comes up to me and says, hey, I just left the mechanic and he talked to me this certain type of way and I think it was because I'm a woman, I'm going to take her word for it. I'm not going to be like, well... How do you know he doesn't just talk like that to everybody? Or are you sure it's because you're a woman? No, man. You just listen to them. Accept it. Because the thing about it is, what's it going to hurt you to let that person tell you their story, air their feelings out, get it off their chest, and then you move on with your day? What is the fucking point of this devil's advocate bullshit? Just shut the fuck up and let that person tell you their story. And then let's move on with our day. Yeah, it really fits who he was. I think the other thing that I was, like, 
questioning is, you know, I don't know how things are over there in where were they in Mexico. Yep. So if, if if that whole thing happened in America, right off the bat, oh yeah, because I because I don't I, I've never been over there, so I don't know if they're ra- racist towards black people or not. I I don't know. So it it so for it to happen outside of the states to to that point, it just the, the, it didn't really connect for me. Oh, like it just seemed way more believable if it was in the U.S. than if it was over there. But it's that's my ignorance because I've never been over there. I don't hear a lot of stories. It's, from over it's there. everywhere, bro. Well, anti-blackness is everywhere, but also they were at a resort, so you know they're in a situation that's going to be a little different from if you just go down the block. You know what I'm saying? And you're just in there with like people that are like native to that area instead of being in a. Because I feel like a resort scenario is going to be a little bit closer to like American than down the street at the random spot, you know? Well, that's what I ain't understand. It's a resort. Like, obviously I'm staying here. Like, why do I need my key card in the first place? She probably thought she jumped the fence. You know, <laughs> you know, like, you know how black folks do? Like, like, run and just jump off the fence. I just got this bathing suit on for nothing. Like, obviously I, I'm here at this, at this resort. Like, you know? I was going to, I was actually going to take Ken's point as far as the trigger part. Like, I thought this scene was more about, because going back to that scene that she had at the office and how that, I feel like when Molly is in a situation that makes her look stupid or make, or could, could make her look stupid, I, I'm interested in seeing that reaction and how she deals with those situations. And in both situations that we were shown, she turned up and like maybe a little bit too more, too much to certain people's, you know, levels of acceptance, but Nonetheless, it's like she really turned up. And I think some of the comments that I was reading as far as that situation, some people felt like you could have just let it go as far as the interaction between her and her brother. Like you could have, like you want vacation. Like why don't you just enjoy the vacation? Um, and that's what made me ask the question was like, was that response unwarranted? Cause like, I felt like it seemed, it sounded right what she was saying. Like I couldn't really disagree with her, but the way like and especially how it ended with her in that comment with like Asian people it was just like how did this, how did this go there I mean she she was already triggered there was no calming Molly down so um so yeah as soon as she heard that she was gonna snap and then it wasn't gonna get any better from there because the guy Victor, I think that was his name. I mean, he was oblivious to the whole situation. He kept poking her. Like, he kept making it worse because she didn't start mm-hmm. out turned up. Like, she started off like, well, you know, like, that. it was obvious to me that that's what happened. He's like, well, blah, 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 blah. Like, he was poking her. He was Intentionally like, or? Yes. Yes. Not yet. That was, that I don't was think it was intentional. That was intentional because he was trying to have. I'm sorry, Nate. I'm sorry. I think that's just naturally what his personality is to question. Like, like his, like they said, he does the most. And I, I think that again, time and place was horrible. But I think some of the points that he was making, if it was in a different context and in a different conversation, could be a conversation piece for Molly. Like what you give and don't give power to. He didn't. He the wrong. It was absolute wrong time and place for him to say that. But I think some of it is some of the things that Molly's been dealing with this whole season. What does she react to and what doesn't she? I know that's gonna hit me because like, like I'm I'm definitely guilty of you know the whole Jason playing devil's advocate. So. Yeah, it hit me. That scene hit me in a different way. I'm like, damn, man, I really hope I don't sound like that when I when I do these things. He's like, is this why Mike keep yelling at me? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, come on. I don't yell at Rod no more. I learned my lesson. 
But that's why I used to get frustrated because I wasn't sure. But you've explained yourself that you don't think that way. But that's why I've told you. That's why other people take you that way, though, because they don't know you. So they think you might really feel that way. No, no, I I feel that. Yeah, I I, I understand that. But that and that's what it it made me think about myself. I'm like, damn, because that could have very you could have very easily been Victor in that conversation. Right. You've been Victor. Right, right. I have been, you know, like, oh, it's just a conversation. You know what I'm saying? I thought we was having a conversation, you know. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't necessarily start the conversations. I'm just like, I thought we were having a conversation. So, you know, I'm just going to throw this in the mix. But, but what you know, Rod, I think if you were talking to another person like you, mm-hmm. then it would be a fine conversation. Mm-hmm. But you, you meet someone that's more of a, more of an asshole like me, or someone that might be a little bit quicker to snap, like say a Tyler, and that conversation changes. Right, right, right. Because it's like, no, it's not just a conversation. This is literally what just happened to me five minutes ago, and you're making me feel like I'm making this shit up. Mm -hmm. And that's why I feel like what he was doing was intentional, because anytime I run into that conversation, sans rod, it is intentional. They're, They're pointing and they're picking because they don't believe you. So, yeah, she shouldn't have snapped, but I think she gave Victor enough chances to chill the fuck out and accept her story before she said, all right, fuck you and get your fucking brother. Yeah, I, sure. I think it's also fucked up that it's always on the black person's shoulders to handle the situation properly. Like, why is it always my responsibility to handle your bullshit the right way or the way that you want me to? Do you think that Andrew did anything? To help the situation? No. Nah. He he was he but that's what we know of Andrew. I think he was trying, but like you were saying, like you you had the people that were telling you or whoever to just like why didn't she just let it go? Why didn't she just let it go? Why should she have to let it go? Like Andrew, if he was a little bit more of a stronger personality, he should have said to his brother, yo, shut the fuck up, chill out. You weren't there. Stop poking. Because you man, the wife kind of did though. Like yeah, tell him to chill out. That's what I was. That's they what were I like. Too when... Nice about it. They should have said, mm-hmm. "Shut the fuck up, Victor. Stop." They were like, "Hey, man, nah, man, calm down, man. No, chill. Nah, fuck that." No, he, he said, said you know "Shut up, Victor." No, he said, "You know that's not true, man." He 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 checked his brother. He didn't check him good enough. If that was he... my brother and my brother was doing that shit to one of y'all. Yeah. I would have been a little bit more forceful in telling my brother, calm the fuck down. Stop saying this shit. She's clearly upset. Just shut the fuck up. Move on. Leave it alone. He didn't Maybe that maybe that's just like black aggression and he Andrew was showing Asian aggression. Because I feel like in his way, that was him being aggressive. You could like, be right. that was you know what I mean? Like black people, we when we say shut the fuck up, it sounds a lot different than a lot of other non black. But I wouldn't say that to a stranger. I'd say it to my brother. Yeah, I, I feel like he checked him as, as as well as he probably would check him in front of company. Well, later on, that, that next scene, we see that that night didn't end so well for Molly and Andrew. They they no, didn't I get see. freaky that night. That was <laughs> that was the only time they ain't bump uglies. But the next morning, um, <laughs> Andrew <laughs> Andrew let Molly sleep in and everything, and he said that he worked things out with his brother. But like, obviously, they weren't gonna hang out that day. Did you feel any? Was that a convincing kind of like, yeah, I took care of it. I saw that we good now. He ain't going to do stupid shit like that no more. Or did I was, did I sound like he was just like, bro, just go out, 
don't deal with us today. Let us cool off and just come back tomorrow. I thought it was I thought it was a sincere situation. And the reason why I thought it was a sincere situation is because he was like, look, I told him, we, I explained to him that he was fucked up the way he did. He's sorry. But I, we're not going to, because she was like, did I fuck stuff up? And he was like, no. He was like, you didn't. He was like, yeah, it's family at the end of the day. We're not going to let shit fester. We're going to work through it kind of thing. So I felt like there was obviously a conversation, but I also feel like he knows Molly, which is why it's like, okay, you need to give her some time to cool off we going to do our thing. Y'all go do y'all's. We'll come back at a later time. or We'll work it out in a, in a, on another time. So I don't think, I think he understood Molly enough to know that having them around each other is going to make it awkward for her, which could also make the situation blow up even more than it already did. That's what I took from it. What about you, Tyler? Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I like what Nay said about kind of um, him being aware of the situation and what was the best way to diffuse it. You know, I did feel like he actually talked to his brother about it because, you know, him talking to his brother about it was consistent with what he was doing when they were in the pool. And he was like, yo, chill out. Like he got offended about the thing that Molly said about, um, you know, being a minority when you feel like it. But other than that, Andrew was very much like, yo, Vic, Vic, I don't know if Victor is actually his name, but I'm going to go along with that because that's what y'all are saying. Like when he was telling them to like chill out. So, you know, that was consistent for me, him having a conversation with it. And, you know, he came in, brought Molly something to drink and um, was very, I don't want to say compassionate. That's not the right word. Like very, uh, huh? Diplomatic. Yeah, exactly. He was, yeah, he was diplomatic. That's what he was. That's what I was, that's the feeling I got. It was, it didn't feel like it came from like, oh, I really, and passionate about you and want to defend you. It was just came like it came out like he was like Secretary of State and he made a deal with like Iran or some shit. And like, yeah, we got it done. They ain't gonna fuck with you no more. I think he was you- in the middle of his girl and his brother, though. What'd you say, Nay? I, I was kind of saying the same thing. He understands both of them. He knows how his brother is and he knows how his girl is. So I, he talked to his brother in the way I think he would probably talk to his brother. Look, I know what you was trying to do, but it was fucked up. It was wrong time, wrong place. And he taught, and he kept them separate because he knows Molly is pissed, rightfully so. What you think, Mike? I hated that fucking scene, man. I hated that scene so much because I feel like the conversation that was started in the pool was a good conversation, and I feel like they could have taken that somewhere that could have been really impactful. And the fact that they really cut it off with "fuck you, get your fucking brother," the angry black woman walking away. And then we don't see the conclusion of that conversation. All we know is that Andrew said something to his brother and his brother said, okay, I'm sorry. It just seems so anticlimactic. I feel like this episode could have taken that topic somewhere that could have been really interesting to watch. And I agree with you, Nick, that it didn't really seem like Andrew cared that much. Like, I know this is just a show, but if this was real life, I can see Andrew just going down there and just being like, yo, let's just leave this alone because that's just how she is. Yeah. Versus, yo, what you said was fucked up. If somebody comes to you and tells you that this is their experience, shut the fuck up, listen to their experience and keep it moving. You can think whatever you want, but there's no reason to combat them. I don't see Andrew saying all that. I more so see Andrew being like, yo, she pops off. And maybe it's just a good idea for me to keep my popping off ass girlfriend away from you. And that being it. So I just, I feel like this was a real big failure 
on on behalf of the show. Like they opened up a great topic and they just didn't close it very well. It was only twenty six minutes though. When we said that I know. episode, I, I I I know Rod, and I think that maybe I put too much of myself into these situations. Um, stop nodding like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why this this episode I hated it so much. Mm-hmm. Because these were these were some of the most real situations, and they just didn't do shit with them. But yeah, you're right. It is only 26 minutes, but they could have cut some of this other shit out. She didn't have to spread her ass. You know what I'm saying? We could <laughs> we could have cut out Tootie and then we could have cut out the. Could have been spreading consciousness instead of her ass, huh, Mike? Yes, thank you, thank you. Spread the word, not your cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just didn't, I didn't like that as the conclusion. I come upstairs and Molly has to say, oh, well, did I fuck that up? I felt that part. I didn't feel Andrew's response was very good. Hmm. Ken, what about you? Andrew's a diplomat, man. Like he, he's going to mediate between both parties. And I feel that that's what he did because he kind of understands them. So, um, and that's why he just, you know, opted to just keep them apart. And just let's just get through this last day or so and then, you know, move forward and, and leave it at that. Um, I do agree with Mike about a wasted opportunity. And that's why I did not like the race scene at all. Um, because they just showed the blow up and then left it at that. And when she was walking on the beach to go call her therapist, um, you know, I, I, I just knew that it was about to go off. And I was like, and I, I and I said out loud, I said, y'all motherfuckers better not cut it right here. Because that's some stupid shit that they would do. Like, you're going to introduce this thing, and you kind of leave it unresolved and leave us, like, you know, at least me wanting to see more. Like, where are we going to go with this? What's going to happen the day after? But all they did was say, hey, I took care of it, and there's that. We're going to go home. And they just kind of left it at that. Like, it was just – it was a waste. Like, it was so unneeded. Get – just – Write something else in the story if you just not if you just gonna leave it at them having a fight and cussing them out and walking away. Isn't that true to life though? Isn't that like situ? It's not true. I think it is true to life. Like, have you not had situations where it's like, okay, you blow up and you got to give it a couple days to die down before you actually resolve anything? Like, I felt like it was really true to life, and the episode to me seemed to be very much about the way Molly handles situations. This was focusing on how Molly handles different situations and whether it does or doesn't work for her. So I felt like it was honestly like, yeah, I felt like it was like a, it was relatable. And they, and I, you kind of pulled up, pulled up my, the point that I made earlier, as far as like seeing how Molly reacts when she's triggered, but like to, to Mike and I think Rod's point about it only being 26 minutes, like, this is a TV show at the end of the day. I want to see it. I want to see some shit get laid out. Like, let me see how the re- like you were going on the reality of that. How would this conversation possibly go if it was fleshed out and not just cut off to where it's just for dramatic effect for this moment and in this scene? Like, I really wanted to see like that conversation fleshed out between her and Andrew about the comments she made about Asian people. I really wanted to see Andrew and his brother have a conversation about Molly. And I want to hear Andrew's like thoughts about Molly without her being in the room. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I, I don't know. I just, I, Tyler, am I, am, am I, am I asking for too much right now? <laughs> now that you mention it, it would have been interesting to hear like 
and the the conversation specifically between Andrew and his brother, like you said, to hear Andrew's thoughts about Molly when she wasn't on screen. Uh, I do agree that with the show length, unfortunately, there isn't time to flesh stuff like that out. That said, I thought that what happened was true to life because I wouldn't finish that conversation. Like once he said that shit, I would have been like, I'm straight. Like, and I wouldn't have had shit else to say about it. And so that didn't strike me as weird because that's exactly about what would have happened because I'm not, like I said, not used to do that. You know, like back when I was, like not back when I was younger, but you know, like back in the day, like I used to really try to sit and explain to people about like the nuances of like race and like socialization and gender socialization, all this shit in America. And I just don't do that anymore. I don't have the energy because what always happens in those situations when I'm trying to talk to somebody that's outside of my experience is that at the end of the conversation, I'm mad and exhausted and they're cool. And they're like, oh, wait, we were just debating. Oh, that was fun. Well, I'm going to go do this now. You know, so I like, I got to this point in my life where I just like really decided that I wasn't doing that anymore and so like if I had been in that pool I would not have finished that conversation with him I wouldn't have had shit else to say like I would have been cordial you know if we had all went down to brunch later but if he had tried to bring it back up you know so that that to me was real or like relatable like Nate said but we we um we see the conversations take place about between white people and black people I don't often see ones take place between Asians and black people. And um, it would have been nice to see that instead of them just using this as an exercise to show that racism is, is everywhere in the world. I listen to enough podcasts to know that, but it just felt like, like they're like, they know that they only have a limited amount of time to do this stuff and to just, interject that in it just it felt unnecessary and and I don't understand its purpose like you just I, I don't know it's just it was just a waste of time because it went nowhere other than getting Molly to the point where she needed to call a therapist and we've seen a different Molly throughout this season where she is remorseful about some of the things that she's done where she's trying to di- be a different person that's why she was thinking about her actions and asking, damn, did I fuck this up? And, you know, we, we got the answer that we did, but it just kind of stopped there and, and, you know, it moved on to them going back to California. And they may address it again. You know what I'm saying? Later in a, in a later. Yeah, time. they're done. It'll, it'll be done again. Because, like, you got to think about it this way. Like, if you are a person that's not really used to these kinds of situations and you catch this episode... Mm-hmm. What are you going to walk away thinking? Like, so you think like, it was a missed opportunity? Is what you're yeah, that's what I've been saying this whole time. It's just it was it didn't it didn't serve a purpose. Hmm. It feels like you opened up a can of something and then you just left it open and walked away from it. But if I'm a person, if I'm a white person or a non-black person of color, and I see this episode, I am probably going to think the way Ken was saying earlier which is, I don't really know if that was a race situation. And I might think, well, Victor was right by asking her. When in reality, as we know, nah, Victor really wasn't right. And that's when y'all talk about the whole diplomat thing. There's a difference between it being just a clash of personalities versus one of y'all motherfuckers was flat out wrong. And I think Victor was flat out wrong. Whereas I don't really, I didn't really get a strong sense that Andrew really understood that. So I agree with Nick that I wish there was just more 
of a conversation around that. That part and including the part where Molly said that shit about, you know, Asians only being people of color when it benefits them. Like, I really feel like it would have been interesting to see Andrew take it there with her and be like, why did you say that? And how do you, why do you feel that way? I feel like that's coming. I feel like the Andrew, like we've said this whole episode, he's very diplomatic. He knows how to handle Molly. He knows what to say and what not to say with Molly. I feel like Andrew has an opinion of some of the things that Molly says, and he just doesn't always express that. He may make a face, he may make a fa- uh, make make a sound or something to let her know that he don't necessarily agree. But Andrew has a whole bunch of thoughts about the stuff that Molly is doing that he's not saying. And I think that at maybe towards the end of a couple of episodes, we only got a couple more. I think at some point Andrew's going to express that, and I think it's going to fuck Molly up. I think that I, Andrew's going to express that I think that a lot of the stuff you bring on yourself, I think you have negative feelings about your friend that you allow to come out and spill out in other areas of your life. And I think you've got some, un, un, some unresolved issues. I think they both have unresolved issues, like whatever's going on with his sister and his family that they need to work on. And I think that at some point in time, as they get deeper into a relationship, that's going to come out and it's going to fuck Molly up because she doesn't really understand that he has these opinions. She just knows he grunts sometimes when he, she says something. You know, one way they could have... Oh, I'm going to quit, Mike. One way they could address it if he asked her what she meant about him being one of the good ones. So I think that's the opening to bringing that conversation back. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that that now that we're talking all about this is it seems like Andrew's not just that way with Molly. I mean, he, he, the way he tries to check Molly when Molly is tripping the, is the same way he attempted to check his brother. He's just a punk like that. So <laughs> maybe I'm, I don't he, think he's a punk, man. Laughing at Nate's face. Look, when Molly was flipping out on Issa, he gave her one good hey, I don't think this is the time and the place. And then that was it. It was and assertive, though. It was assertive. It was not assertive because Molly didn't even listen to his ass. She just kept going. And then we get to this episode, and he kind of does the same thing with his brother. So this is something that I don't really like about Andrew. I wish maybe he was a little bit more assertive with his feelings. I don't know that I want to wait two more episodes for him to just blow up and be like, hey, remember when this happened? Remember this? And Remember this one too? I don't know if I'm gonna care anymore. Andrew just now. He he don't overreact to stuff, man. He's, he's that's just, not overreacting. That's reacting. Andrew doesn't react at all. He's just too cool to react. What no. do you mean? Cool. Calm down. Cooler heads prevail. He let people be who they are, and he can either choose to deal with it or yeah. not. The way he has his sister. Obviously, his sister got something going on, and he don't fuck with it. So I think Andrew is just the type of person that's, okay, I see who you are. I'm going to deal with it, or I'm not. Then if that's the case, then don't step your ass in the middle and be a diplomat like y'all say he is. Don't be going and having these side conversations with your brother, talking about me, and then don't come back back up here with a fucking smoothie. Hey, girl, I bought you a smoothie. I let you sleep in bed. Man, No. Look, but it worked, though. I don't like diplomats. <laughs> if I'm dating somebody, they need to ride. Like, fuck that. If some shit happened, you better have my fucking back. And don't you dare get in the car and talk about, hey, let's go get a smoothie. And, like, you but know, what happened when you wrong, Mike? So huh? you, want me to, you want me to ride with you, but what happened when you wrong? <laughs> oh, no, if I'm wrong, that's cool. But Molly wasn't wrong this time. So you do you want him to be a do you want someone to be a diplomat with you when you're wrong? Or do you want me to go just as hard when you're wrong? Go just as hard if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm saying that look, now. Look, look. He's saying that now. Bullshit. I told Ken and Rod this. Look, if I'm wrong, tell me. Remember when I was bugging out because I thought I didn't say something that I really did say? And y'all had to be like, Mike, no, you're wrong. <laughs> you're fucking wrong. And I had to stop and be like, maybe I am wrong. But if 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 they had acted like Andrew and been like, yeah, man, you're 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 probably wrong, but let's just move on. I'd have just kept going. So I need motherfuckers to be like, Mike, shut the fuck up, man. You're wrong. Just like I need them to be like, yo, you shut the fuck up. Mike's right. There are some people, and Molly's one of those persons you just can't talk off the ledge. Yeah. And I think he knows that. When when people get to that point, it's like it's it's sometimes it's no bringing them back. I think his brother's like that too, which is why it was such a such a blow up. Like him and his wife were like, "No, shut up!" Like this is like, "What what are you doing?" I think his brother's also the type who is like, when he gets a plan, he's gonna go with it till till it's done, and when he has a point, he's gonna ride it till the wheels fall off. So I and, think his father is the same type of people. Right, and an example of that was when he was like, "Yeah, I got all of this stuff for us to do." After these motherfuckers just got off the plane, and he was like, "Nah, we just gonna do this," and no, then he kept pressing. Yep, he kept pressing on, and the wife had to jump in and be like, nah, you know, they, they tired. Let them go. Chill out. And he relented. You know what I'm realizing? That I'm I'm kind of like Molly. <laughs> I, believe, I believe Rod and Ken be like, man, just let Mike, just let Mike go off. And just, and just don't say shit. Just let him do what he's going to do. Damn, I might be Team Molly by the end of this. Uh, I already no, know. Like, you hear in his voice. You already can hear in his voice. Tyler, no. you right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of like, 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 sort of similar to Andrew. Like when they were going at you and be like, "No, Mike, you said it. You said it." You know, I'm like, "Yeah, you said it." Ha ha ha. And then that's it. I ain't got shit else to say because the only way you know is if you see the tape. I'm not gonna sit here and go back and forth. But now, the, you know, at that point, I'm like, no, I just show you the tape. <laughs> might might talk about some either you gonna run with me or run from me. I don't care you know my side or not. But I gotta change myself. I can't be Molly. That's hilarious. Was this the first time Molly has called Dr. Rhonda since Dro? Yeah. I think yep. so. So she's been on the last, un- yep. the last time I called uh, the therapist, she asked, Who is Dro? And Molly looked at her like, huh? She left. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, that explains a lot then. Um, but I, but going back to that uh, that point of as far as the episode and, and how 26 minutes wasn't enough, do we really need that last part as far as Lawrence being in this episode and how when they came back from vacation to Mexico, they had a quick, awkward-ass chat with Lawrence? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a way of passing it off for the next episode. Yeah, but I don't think we needed it. it. I think it would have been doper if we just would have opened up and seen Lawrence and Issa in a bar. I was thinking the exact same thing, Nate. I was just about to say that. Like, I wanted, like, if we're going to be in Molly's world, let's be in Molly's world. Don't have Andrew or Lawrence's whatever shit come into Molly's world. Like, let's see her throughout this whole episode because we didn't get Andrew and, and Issa. But they kind of I did mean, the same uh, thing at the, uh, le- the end Issa. of the previous episode where Issa ran into Molly at the restaurant and then we switched off to Molly. So I think it's kind of, you know, consistent. It just wasn't done as well. I don't think it was done as well. It didn't make sense. It was like you just so happened to be flying back from out of the country and I, it I yeah, it, it happens, I guess. I don't know. I didn't get real mad about that part. 
I just got mad when the whole show ended and I was like, that's it? Like, y'all really stuck that in there in exchange for closing these other doors that you open? I didn't like that. I'm with him. I'm with him on that. They do it a lot. I like how they, like how they transition from show to show. I, I, I like how they do that. Yeah, so I we, no with that. So are we expecting to get a Lawrence episode? Yep. Wait, before we say that, though, like, did y'all realize that Issa wasn't nowhere physically in the show? That's the, that's the first time. It, yeah. Well, you barely... I guess you did see her in the first scene. Yeah. Yeah, we did see her in the first scene, yeah. Yeah. Dang, right. I'm sorry. I thought you was on to something. I, I, I thought I was, too. <laughs> <laughs> but... But... <laughs> so, so, next week's episode... It seems like it's just, it, or at least this passing of the torch as far as the end of this episode seems like we're getting Lawrence's episode, which I hope that's not the case. Because I, I just want to get, as far as like between Issa and Molly's episode, did you guys like the full focus on one character? Did you, do you prefer the, the plethora of characters that we usually get on a normal episode? I liked them together, but I wouldn't be mad at a Lawrence episode because I feel like there's a lot of unanswered questions about what's going on with Lawrence. I feel like we don't exactly know what happened with him and Condola. We don't, sorry. (laughs) We don't know exactly what went on with him and Condola. We know that there was something that he wanted to tell her last time we saw it. So he went to San Francisco, so does he have a new job offer in San Francisco? Like, what's going on? So I don't think there'd be anything wrong with him with having a whole episode dedicated to Lawrence with Issa sprinkled in there. He went to San Francisco? That's what he said? Yeah. Oh, I misheard him. I thought he said, I came back from Mexico. No, he said, because remember... I was confused, and that's why that part kind of irritated me, because I was like, how y'all both just came back from Mexico? Oh, so you didn't get the, 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 you got it, dude. The full house, yeah. Oh, I get it now. (laughs) I did not get it at all. Don't poor baby. (laughs) They hit him with the bless his heart. I was the same way. When she did the you got it, I was like, I was like, huh? (laughs) And my wife was like, full house. I was like, Oh, I never even processed that they were in San Francisco until just now, but the show opens up over the fucking bridge. So, okay, I get it now. Right. So I guess that part... She was aggravated for no reason. <laughs> no, I'm still, I'm still valid in thinking that part didn't need to be there, but it makes more sense. I did not get the you gotta do at all. So basically, we just had to talk Mike off the ledge. So Mike is still identifying with Molly a little bit here. Yeah. (laughs) I will say this about Molly. I don't understand. Like, I've been talking to a few people about it. I feel like a lot of people have started to hate her just this season, though. Like, previous seasons, no one really talked that much shit about Molly. But this season, it feels like because they've focused so much on their friendship, people have started hated on Molly and joining Team Issa. And I don't know if Mike is leaning towards this way as far as why he's relating to Molly, but just, like, Molly isn't always wrong. You know, like, Molly, yeah, she, everybody has their flaws, but there's certain situations that she's justified in. Well, they hadn't started creating this division so heavily into this season, though, right? Mm-hmm. Molly and Issa have always kind of been at each other's necks. But you always thought it was like girlfriends. Yeah, but it hasn't you know been this this serious until this season. Mm-hmm. I personally think I stopped liking Molly when she was fucking with Drow, causing herself all that damn confusion. 
I've definitely seen people talking shit about Molly or like disliking Molly like long before this season. Okay. Yep. Yeah, for me, I just I don't know. I just I thought that that was interesting, like how people could turn like that. Um but one of my questions I guess I asked everyone is like, so what were we supposed to get out of this episode? What was what would you say is the main thing? Because I feel like with Issa, we kind of got, like, how y'all were saying, like, oh, she doesn't have to address shit. Like, I think that you were saying it perfectly. Like, let me be angry. Like, let me enjoy my anger. Um, what do we get from Molly? Like, does she, like, I guess just, like, her, like, self-reflection of, like, do I really cause problems? Am I, am I miserable? Or, like, I feel like we, we kind of got that. Molly lives in that anger that Issa's reveling in right now. Molly's always angry, and she reacts out of that anger, and she's got to figure out why she allows stuff to trigger her the way it does. That's what I got from this episode. That she needed to call Rhonda. (laughs) (laughs) Really, you know, I think that conversation, you know, about Nathan and the the mental health issues and her realizing that it was a real thing probably made herself reflect and realize that, oh, I need to go sit back on the couch and start to deal with the things that I'm going through, especially after the blow up. What about you, Tyler? Um, Yeah, I mean, I feel like it was kind of that, you know, ongoing, like you all were just saying, of what was ultimately going to make her call her therapist, but also kind of going back to something that I said earlier about the ways that she's becoming self-reflective or looking at her own behavior because of Andrew. And so I feel like, because the episode, like it was a Molly episode, but it was also very much a Molly and Andrew episode and like what that relationship looks like or how that's impacted her, especially because we've watched her be in a lot of, you know, fucked up relationships before. And so I feel like it was, you know, kind of all of that. I also think this is, this could be a way that they get Molly to call Issa. And they may use uh, her going to talk through her situation uh, with a therapist as a way for her, as a way, as a path to get her to be the one to reach out instead of Issa reaching out. So they're probably using that to kind of, progressive story as well. Did y'all think that she was calling Issa when she was calling Dr. Rhonda? Nah. When she was on the beach? Oh, okay. Mike, what did you think about this? What did you get out of this episode? I need to change my ways because I'm a little bit too much like (laughs) (laughs) mom. I don't treat my friends dirty like she does, but I'm seeing, you know, I do pop off like she does. And I'm not always right. A lot of times I am. Most of the time I'm right. But, yeah. That's all I really got from this episode. Other than that, this episode was whack. Super <laughs> whack. I don't, I don't like opening up serious topics and not closing them shits. So I think they did a really shitty job with this episode. Yeah, that was bad. It triggers you, though. Yeah, I mean. It only triggers me because I hate Molly so much. And I'm like, damn, do I hate myself? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I think Insecure could do that to you, Mike. I know, man. This shit deep, bro. <laughs> I, I, I really think that they could have done a better job with this. But I do agree with 
um, once again, one of the rights said this. I do agree that I like the separate episodes. You know, if they're mad at each other, I like they give Issa her own episode. And I like that they gave Molly her own episode. I just think that they could have done a better job with bringing it home as far as Molly really self-reflecting and understanding how her actions may impact other people. I don't think that they did a very good job of driving that home. So. Well, I guess we'll see more of Molly and Andrew. I don't, the way that that episode went, I feel like the last three episodes that we're going to see like the destruction of their relationship in some ways. Um, I think Issa tweeted out that these last three episodes, as far as the music and where the, how it ends are like her favorite episodes of the season. So we'll see what that means. Um, you said that, Nick? I'm sorry. Issa Rae. Oh, she gonna say that. It's her show. I think that this next episode too, Natasha Rothwell, who plays Kelly, I think she wrote this next upcoming episode mm-hmm. too. So I'm interested to see that one also. Well, did anybody watch the preview? Just me? No, I, I, watched it. I, I watched it too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, the next one could be interesting. I, I really want to know what it is that Lawrence has to tell her. And he still love her. I think my friend told me that she thinks that it's about, like, he got a job offer in San Francisco, but he's think like, he doesn't know if he wants to move yet. Does he have a reason to move, pretty much? Could Issa be the reason why he stays in L.A.? Hmm. Don't do that one, bro. I've tried that one. That shit don't work. Because <laughs> she's going to be like, hey, bro, do, do what's best for your career. Like, fuck! That's not what you were supposed to say. <laughs> my, my thing is, why the hell is he thinking about this? This girl cheated on your ass like a motherfucker, like, not too long ago. Yeah, and you over here about to risk your career for her? Come on, man. He's in love, bro. And he knows that he played a piece in her cheating, so. Say it, Mike. And plus, you've been, like, seeing him kind of looking, uh, not nostalgic necessarily, but, like, just having a funny face when talking about, like, families and stuff, especially after uh, condolences was saying that she didn't want to have a family. And you saw him, like, kind of his facial expression. And then when he was over there with Tiffany and Derek and their baby, and that he was like kind of looking at East out the window or something. So I think that that's all a part of it too, is that he's thinking about this whole like, you know, lifetime family and marriage shit and that he would want to do that with her. I think that they're kind of tying that all together. Mm-hmm. I really, really hope so. Cause it's insecure, you know, at times they could be bad about making you think one thing and doing something completely different and it should be whack as hell. Like we think it's going to be some, some, something juicy. And and he run around and say some lame ass shit. So I hope so. I wonder if there's any, any reason he cut his hair for, for a job, job interview. Mm. Oh yeah. Okay. My thing is, I I just don't want him to like. Well, it'll be hilarious if he ends up staying. Like, let's say he does have a job offer, he turns it down to stay in LA to be closer to her. And then she get with Nathan. <laughs> he saw his <laughs> He was like, nigga, you did all that shit and you just still got played. Like, God damn. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't want to see Lawrence and Issa together again. You don't. Nah, I don't either. I, I think it's been there, done that. Like how like if you already had five years, I lived with you, we had our ups and downs in in the most extreme ways. Like some shit just meant to be over with. You know what I mean? Not really. <laughs> Because um, I mean, God, this is running so long. But um, like um, <laughs> um, 
because they were in two different they were in two different places in their lives when they when they were together. So it's, I think it'll be interesting now that she's in a different place and mm-hmm. now obviously in a different place. How that relationship will work now? Yeah, I'm with Rod. Me too. All right. Uh, well, I guess that'll do it for us this week on our insecure recaps. <laughs> I'm um, sorry, man. <laughs> no, you good, <laughs> Tyler? Thank you again for joining us. Please come back anytime. I hope to see you next week. Thank you so um, much for having me. We we love to have your input, um, and we love to hear from the input from the listeners as well. Please make sure you uh, send us your questions, opinions, and thoughts on the Reddit thread FPS podcast. That's also the same line for our IG and Twitter. And uh, yeah, that'll do it for us this week. We out. Peace. Peace, y'all. Peace.